Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. With your daily devotion. Let me, it's so windy today, guys. With your daily devotion for what? November the 22nd. Let me see if I'll, you want to see me throw the paper? Watch the wind. Watch the wind. Golly, it went down. It's just, I mean, it's probably 30 mile an hour winds. My back is to the wind, so I'm hoping it doesn't pick up on the mic, guys. Hey, today we're going to be in Matthew's writings, okay? What was Matthew? Uh, he was a tax collector, and people hated his guts. Is, hey, look, at, look, I know you're living for the Lord now, and you're a Christian, but in life, in life, I'm just going to ask the question. Let me pose this to you. Has there any ever been anyone that you just hated their guts? I mean, it was such a bitterness and anger towards them. I mean, if something happened, you would be just like so grateful. You're like, hey, he got on a head, head on collision. You're kidding me. Oh, I'm, oh, really? Really? Is he okay? And you're just, has there been someone like that? That's how people felt towards tax collectors, okay? Because they were liars and thieves, okay? And they worked for Rome and the Jewish people hated them. Look at, look at, you don't, I, I think when we read this stuff in the Bible, if we don't understand the historical content of it, we're not going to grasp it. And that's why I'm saying, has there been someone that really stabbed you in the back, lied, stole your wife, okay, I mean, burnt down your house, I mean, embezzled money from you? Tax collector, okay? When we think of tax collector, hated people, they were always being murdered. Do you realize this? They, they made a lot of money. But people would come up with the knife and just slit their throat and run down the road, okay? That's how much they were hated. And I love this story because Jesus is breaking all the rules of society, okay? And I love him for that. I absolutely love him. So again, we're in Luke's, actually Luke's writings, chapter 5, verse 27. That sound good? Verse 27. Let's go here. We're in Luke's writings talking about Matthew, who is a tax collector. If it doesn't make sense, go get a cup of coffee, pause this, and then come back. But this is a great one, guys. It says this, the calling of Levi, which means Matthew, okay? After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at the tax booth. He walks up to him. Watch this. You know what I'm saying? He knows who Jesus is, or he's heard rumors of who Jesus is. He's heard about the miracles. I mean, golly, Jesus is doing so many mighty works and miracles. Everybody's gossiping and talking about, did you hear what Jesus did? This guy couldn't see. He was absolutely blank, 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 blind. I mean, people are just normal. They're sinners, okay? And so they're just, they're common folks. They're saying, this dude is blind, and now he can see. How did it happen? Jesus? I mean, so, Jesus, I heard, look, look, I, don't, I know this doesn't, you're going to think I'm crazy. This sounds crazy. He's with his disciples on the water. And here's the thing. He starts walking on water. No way. Are you getting back? Look at, look. That's nothing. That's nothing. Look at, look at. There's a funeral going through town. Okay. And, and everyone's grieving, but they come across Jesus's path. Hey, come on. Tell me more. Tell me more. He just touches the coffin. The guy who's dead gets up. Are, are you kidding? Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. So look at, look at, everybody's talking about Jesus. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He speaks like no one ever sp spoke. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I, I was listening to him and dude, the words coming out of this guy's mouth, it was just like, man, you're smart, dude. That makes sense. I mean, he's, I like the guy. I really do. And so here's the thing. Levi has heard of Jesus and people hate him. Okay. So look, look at, Jesus walks up to him and you know what he says? Follow me. Do you know those same words ring true today, guys? Look at me very carefully. Jesus is walking up to you today, and he's saying, I want you to follow me. You've been doing your own thing for a long time. Follow me. He's, he's not elaborating. He doesn't need to say more. 
you and I know what that means. And we know the context of what's involved in that statement. Follow me. How many of us have taken him up on that? Because he's crying out from heaven. He's screaming from grandma. We're passing churches and we hear the spirit bearing witness in our heart. There's that guy. There's always that guy at work. Okay. Holy Joe. But God bless the Holy Joes at work. That's a pillar of righteousness. And he keeps on inviting you to church. And you, so you're hearing it. I mean, you may be running a million miles an hour, but you're hearing it. And you don't want to hear it because of where you are or where you're not with God. And here's the thing. God's just saying to you in the man cave, wherever you are, Here's, follow me. You know, I was at work the other day. This is funny. I, I, sometimes after I do the devotions, I edit the devotions, and rarely do I watch them, but I was really, look at, look at, look at, look at. I was down and out at work. I mean, mentally, I was on a zero. I had had a rough, 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 rough day, okay? And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm just so beat up. I mean, I got nothing left, guys. I got nothing left. So I thought, let me just check out the man cave. So I click on the man cave and I just kind of scroll on my phone. I can scroll and I close my eyes and I scroll and I hit one because I just want to see. I'm like, Lord, speak to me. Maybe I said something that will help me. You know what I'm saying? Because Matt doesn't have it all together, guys. I hope you know that. And I start listening to it. And, I, and, and when I, the box was only this big. And I thought, man, look how thin I look on that little screen. I really look thin. And I started listening. And what's funny is something that I had said... Okay, and I can't tell you what it is. You're like, Matt, are you kidding me? Are you really taking me down this road? I can't tell you what it was, but it was rhema. It was alive. It was from God. God came upon me, and I spoke something. And at the time, I didn't even realize I was speaking that, and it was of God. But it was that, that basically threw a little fuel on the fire. Because all of us have a fire. But some of us, we've let that fire go out, and now it's coals. Okay, and what we need is someone to come along and throw a little bit of gas on it. Okay, and who's that? That's the Holy Spirit. Guys, watch this very carefully. So Jesus is saying this to you and I. Follow me. This is what he said to Levi, who is Matthew, the tax collector. Okay, follow me. Will you do it? Okay, yes or no? Because here's the thing. You're always going to be the better off when you get an open invitation. Okay, from Almighty God. And you follow that invitation. And you follow him through that door. Okay. He's never going to lead you down the wrong road. That's a freebie, guys, okay? So he says to Levi, follow me. Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. What's everything? Everything would be the big box of money that was next to Levi. When we look at that word everything, it's not kidding around. And I do this all the time. I said everything means everything. He, he would have had a table. He would have had a chair. He would have had books with people's names who had paid taxes and who had not paid taxes, okay? That's money in his pocket. Let me explain how it is. Rome comes up to the tax collector and says, this is how much you owe us, okay? And so Levi would write a check or give money to Rome. Then Levi would collect taxes to get back his money. And anything he got above and beyond what he paid to Rome, okay, was his. But when a person was a tax collector, you couldn't just decide to be a tax collector. Rome wanted their money up front, partner. So he's already shuckled out a ton because he would have been in charge of thousands upon thousands of thousands of getting their taxes. So he shelled out a quarter of a million dollars, okay? And now he has to collect, hopefully, a half a million dollars to make it worth his while. What does he leave on the table? The books of all the people who owe him. How much is that worth, okay? Because here's the thing, if he quits being a tax collector, 
Rome's just going to sell the tax bill to someone else. And so some other tax collector says, hey, I'll pick up Levi's stuff. Okay, Rome comes by and says, give us $250,000 and you can have the books. He leaves the books there that are worth a half a million, three quarters of a million dollars. He leaves all the money there. What does he do? He follows Jesus. How smart was that? The smartest decision he ever made in his life to forsake all and follow Christ. And how many people in this life are willing to do it? Not many. But the ones that are willing to do it, forsake all and follow Christ. Oh my. Look at me. I'm speechless. Matt, you always talk. Guys, I don't have any words in my head to describe when you, a person finally sells out to God and starts following Him, what ends up taking place in their life. I, I can't tell you. I mean, I have words, but they're not near good enough, okay? I, I, I can't describe it. It's beyond your expectation. It's beyond your imaginations. It's beyond anything you can think, imagine, uh, you've ever dreamed of, okay? What God does in your life. And he, again, He's coming to you today, and He's just saying two words, follow me, okay? Why don't you take him up on it this very day? So, Matt, is that the end of the story? Oh, no, that's not the end of the story. The story gets really interesting. You know what I'm saying? You, you thought that was the close. That's not the close, guys. Okay? <laughs> then, Levi, Matthew, he understands, oh my, what just took place. Because he sees Jesus, okay, the worth of Jesus. Do you understand? He sees the value of the Christ. More valuable than what he just left on the table. He left it all behind. He followed Jesus. So what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, he would do what you and I would do. He's going to have like a big shindig. He's going to have a barbecue. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He wants Jesus to know, man, I am so appreciative of you. Levi was a liar. He was deceptive. Uh, you see what I'm saying? He, I mean, look at They didn't get worse than tax collectors. And now the tax collector is sitting with Jesus. And Jesus says, follow me. Sure, I'll leave all this. Because he sees the value in God. He understands in his heart, this is so much more valuable than this life I've lived before. So it says this. Levi had a great banquet for Jesus at his house. And a large crowd of tax collectors because that was his only friends. Look at his only friends were other tax collectors because everyone hated tax collectors. So now you have you have a huge house with the, the rich. So you got the best of all the foods, everything you ever wanted. It's like a buffet. You know what I'm saying? Everything that your heart desired is sitting there but the clientele isn't the greatest. But Jesus said in his word, I didn't come to save the righteous. I came to save sinners. I love this. Okay, so the house, a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees, oh, you know I'm going to go off, don't you? I'll try to hold it together today about the Pharisees, okay? Which were the religious leaders of that day, okay? And the teachers and the people who belonged to the law, okay, of the sect, sect complained to his disciples why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners you are scum you say, you say that he's the messiah you say he's a great prophet you say he's the way the truth and the life but let, look at look at who you're among right now liars thieves wolves 
you make me sick. And I'm going to come back over the Pharisee and say this to the Pharisee. You make me sick, you legalistic, religious, sick pig. I feel better now. I do. I've got that out. Let me move on. Okay, so the Pharisees are jamming him, okay? Jesus answered them because Jesus, okay, he's looking at the heart of man. He's not looking at the outside of the cup. He wants to know that what's on the inside of the cup that's going to go in you is correct. Jesus answers them, it is not the healthy that need a doctor. Oh, man. <laughs> I love Jesus. You know, Jesus is so funny and smart. When you start reading scripture all the time, you're going to pick up on the mannerisms of Jesus and the, and the subtleties of Jesus. And here's the thing. I could just imagine Jesus is talking in. He's not talking over their heads, but he could. He's not talking the law to them because he could, because he's the writer of the law. He's putting the cookies on the bottom shelf and he's shaming them. You see what I'm saying? They are doctors. They would be the PhDs of today. They would be the elite. They would be at the, uh, you know, at the Ivy League schools flinging out their liberal doctrine garbage you make me want to vomit I, I feel better now look 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 Jesus answered them it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick I have not come to call the righteous but I've come to call sinners but they didn't even realize they were sinners they were self-righteous friends look at you know I make fun of the Pharisees all the time and these people who think they're so smart I do <laughs> Okay, watch this very carefully. Sometimes, and I, I want to give you this warning. L listen very carefully. Sometimes we can try, you and I, in the man cave, can try to obey God so tightly that we become legalistic and we're likened unto the Pharisees. Friends, there's, there's, there's two things that are going on. You got, okay, you got Levi here. You would agree he's a liar. He's deceptive. He's a cheater. He's a manipulator. He's a schemer. What else is he? He has lots of money, so what is he? Most likely a womanizer, buying hookers, buying prostitutes. Look, at that was their life. Don't judge him. So I'm going to ask you, from what we know in Scripture, does he qualify to be a sinner? And you're like, Matt, that's an easy one. A or B? A is sinner, B is he's righteous. A, he's a sinner. Okay. You got the Pharisee over here, okay? He's doing everything by the letter of the law, and he really is truly thinking he's serving God, and he really is truly, okay, is trying to live a life, a life that he thinks is acceptable unto God. Is he a sinner, or is he righteous? A, he's a sinner. Both the Pharisee and the tax collector are equal. They both need the same thing, which is Christ. But when Jesus is talking to the Pharisee, they don't understand it. It's not they have eyes to see, they don't see, ears to hear, but they don't hear. They're not perceiving that he's talking to Matthew and he's talking to him at the same time. They need the great physician, Jesus. Guys, in my life, when I started living my life for the Lord, okay, and I, st I started reframing from some of the garbage that I was doing. I wasn't watching the same things. I wasn't listening to the same music. I wasn't, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I got, for a little bit, I got on this stereo path. I got on this road where I kind of started looking down years back, not now, looking back at people who weren't living a life like mine. But you know what I was? I was the Pharisee. Both the Pharisee and this guy. Why? 
because they're trying to do it in their own strength. See, when we're trying to live a life in our own strength and trying to be so good, I'm going to be so good. Matt, I haven't drinking for a month. I haven't done drugs. I'm not looking at porn anymore. Man, that's awesome. Honestly, living a life of morality is good. Living a life of holiness is even better. But if, if, if you're doing that to try to get some kind of merit with God, what you're doing is excluding Christ. You're excluding the blood. You're excluding the reason that God the Father sent God the Son. Both are equal. I can't do it. That's why I'm telling you I can't live the Christian life. Because I was Levi. My name's Matt. So I was this guy. And I've been this guy. And now I want to be dead sinner. What does that mean? I just want to cling on to Jesus. I'm not going to be the perfect saint. And, and, and here's the thing, I'm not going to be the worst of sinners. And Paul the Apostle said, I am the chief of sinners because he was actually murdering Christians. So he looked inside, saw his depravity and said this, I'm the worst of the worst. But even saying that, there's worse people than Paul. Look at Hitler. Look at all these people. But that's how he felt. See, once God shines light into your heart, you kind of see who you are as you are and it runs you into the arms of Jesus, okay? I can't be good enough for Jesus because if I try, guess what it is? It's idolatry. It's me trying to do what he did for me. Isn't that crazy? You know what this is? It's liberating. It's, it's this weight that some of you have been carrying day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out for decades trying to be something that you were never supposed to be. Guys, watch this very carefully. Listen, very, listen, 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 listen. God doesn't want you in bondage over here, over here. We already know that this lifestyle over here, living contrary to the Word of God, brings bondage. It brings chastening. It brings heartache. It, it, you know what I'm saying? You reap what you sow. You've heard that. The world calls it karma. Uh, I've heard people at the lunch table say, what goes around comes around. It's all true, but it is you reap what you sow. Whatever you're planting, you're eventually going to harvest. So if you're living this life over here that's reckless, okay, idolatrous, okay, you're eventually going to start harvesting those things in a season, okay, and for long seasons, okay. But it's the same thing over here because what is it? It's the same exact sin. It's idolatry, trying to live a life in your own strength outside of Christ. Here's the thing. When you're looking at Matt, I, I want to use me as an example. I love the Lord. But I'm not perfect. I've been the Pharisee and I've been Matthew the tax collector, okay? What am I now? I am what I am by the grace of God. That's what I am. And my dependence is upon Him daily. I am never going to make it to heaven because of this flesh. I can't do enough good, as the world would say, to outweigh the bad that I have done, okay? And here's the thing. The bad that people have done against me, I forgive them of all of those things, okay? Because I did those same things when I was lost. I'll ask you this in, in the, the devotion, okay? You know what I'm saying? Who are you today? I mean, really, who are you? In the man cave. I, I mean, it's, the man cave's going all over the world. I love the man cave. I love these people who write me from the other side of the world. That's crazy. Look, who are you today? Are, are, you, are, are you on the outside of this, doing your own thing, thinking that's going to satisfy you? Okay, it, I, I can just tell you this. It won't satisfy you. The, the tax collectors, you know, living for the world, doing all that, it's not going to satisfy. So is that you? kind of living outside the boundaries and you know you are because you're in the man cave now and you're like, yeah, I have been, okay? Or, or are you, okay, or are you a churchgoer, okay, that really has never had a personal relationship with God, but you are trying to be legalistic, okay, in your efforts to please God and what you need to do is just throw in the towel, okay, and just start loving God because God has always loved you and if you've asked him into your heart, he's still there, okay? You're trying to earn it when you've already got it, okay? Both are idolatrous. Which one are you? 
What's the remedy for both? Coming to the arms of Jesus and just accepting the free pardon, just accepting the grace, just accepting His love that He gives you freely this very day. And we go back to the beginning of the story and the instructions over 2,000 plus years have never changed. He's saying this to you and He's saying this to me. Follow me. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.